Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 223 of Distraction Pieces podcast, and I'm joined this week by Professor Green, and it's a really good one. I know I was hyping for ages the episode with Chili Gonzalez the other week as my favourite I've possibly ever done. And then I did this one, and it's the first time me and Pro Green have properly met, but we've shared a lot of, we've got a lot of mutual friends and to be blunt, a lot of mutual causes. We've both worked with Calm a lot over the years, looking at men's mental health. We're both passionate about the the ludicrousness of Dangerous Dogs and the Dangerous Dogs Act and things like that. It's it's frankly ridiculous. And we discuss all of that. Obviously, also, we talk about rap and music and touring and stuff like that because we've got that in common too, genuinely. Well, was one of my favourite conversations I've had, uh, an articulate and intelligent young man who's also aware of his own fallibility and his ups and downs. And when, you know, he thinks he's got it all figured out and then you you realise uh, you haven't. Yeah, it's a good chat. Um, before I get into that, though, I should mention that we're brought to you as ever by speechdevelopmentrecords.com, uh, which is my record label, which is where you can head to support the podcast in general. You can buy Obviously, my live Edinburgh Fringe DVD or digital download. We've got a load of my albums there on on digital download or um, or CD or vinyl. There's T-shirts, there's sunglasses. Depending on how the weather is, we've got sunglasses and swimsuits, but we've also got umbrellas and jackets. So we've got you covered everywhere. So speechdevelopmentrecords.com. I also need to mention that next week's episode is with Example. And it, it's worth mentioning here because Example and Pro Green have, have known each other for years. They came up together. We talk about each of them in either of the podcasts. It's weird. I recorded the Example one first, but I wanted to put out the Professor Green one first because Example is, is releasing a, a load of n- new music at the moment. And I find with podcasts, it's best to have the music out and available, the, the full EP, so that when they hear the podcast, they can then click and download rather than out next week or whatever because you podcast people are a fickle bunch who get distracted easily and you know you are don't be shaking your head at me you know that's what you're like so i hope you enjoy this i've talked about this one to a few people saying how good it's been and i think there's going to be a lot of people who are surprised um at steven if i if i'm to use his his given name um because yeah there is the element that he's you know a rapper a pop star or whatever else but a lot of people who know that don't know about his documentaries and don't know about all the work he's done so yeah i think you're going to be pleasantly surprised or it's going to be exactly uh, what you're expecting it'll be as as wonderful as you hoped so yeah i'll be back at the end with some more information like i'll be talking about my uh, we are lizards club night returns on september 29th at the book club so come down to that i'll be spinning some tunes in a rubber lizard mask anyway on with the podcast this is episode 223 of the distraction pieces podcast with professor green Perfect. 
Right, I'm joined today by Professor Green. How are you doing? I'm right. Yeah, I've been better. I've been worse. You're recovering a bit from, yeah. from some, some, some enjoyment. Yeah, that's it. And, um, you know, time wasted isn't really time wasted, even if you are wasted, yeah. if you're having fun. Yeah, as long as you're enjoying it. But yeah. it gets, the recovery gets longer. Longer. The older you get. Harder. Um, it's rougher, right? It does. Well, you can kind of hear it in my voice. I definitely, yeah. yeah I sound a bit rougher than I normally would yeah. a day after said fun. Yeah. You... That, how are you feeling at the moment though? Because you you you're you're on the cusp of a load of new material coming out and yeah. new and, and kind of a relaunching in in many yeah, ways. Yeah, I so. just I'm treating it like a, I'm treating it as if I'm a new artist. To yeah. be honest, I, yeah. I just feel like I'm building from the ground up again. Yeah, and that's the I'm taking the same approach that I took in the beginning. Yeah, releasing the music that I want to release, which is something I've always been fortunate enough to do. Yeah, um, doing things on my own terms and. I'm fortunate enough to have a record label, Relentless Records, who's run, which is run by Shabs, yeah. who actually signed me to Virgin. He was the head of right. Virgin when I signed him, right. so he signed me twice. He signed me once and then he nicked me. He it's, nicked me off of Virgin. It's mad how it all moves about in that yeah. industry. How how uh, it's it's that it's that simple thing of the whole be nice to people on the way up. Yeah, because well, again, just people just move around constantly. Yeah. It's like you might have someone who you're like. Oh, they've mugged. It's like just keep a general. It's really. I think it's really important. Like a little bit of a little bit of niceness goes a long way. Was something that I always used to hear a lot from my great grandmother. Yeah, and it's, it's true. true. And yeah. it takes a lot of energy to be an horrible bastard. Yeah, I just can't, I never understand people who are angry all the time. Don't get me wrong. I understand where where some of it comes from, but you know, deal with your issues. If you're an adult, they're not. You don't have reasons for your behaviour anymore. Yeah. You have excuses. Yeah, completely. You know, and there's behavioural stuff that I had to sort out. Yeah, and you know it took a lot. It took me having a long, hard look in the mirror. Yeah, okay. And if if you keep getting into the same situation with different people, it's probably not them that's yeah. the problem. It's yeah, probably completely. you. And that's a hard one to take a step back and, yeah. and look at because it's easy to think, oh, everyone's screwing me over. Everyone's kind mm. of just like, well, how are you getting yourself into them situations? Yeah, and it's I think growing like definitely in the last sort of year and a half, two years, it's been really transitional for me in a really, really positive way yeah i've learned a hell of a lot more about myself i've learned a hell of a lot more about people um and i've learned a hell of a lot more about how to be happy yeah that's dope because because again it is it's a weird one like you were saying about how much more energy it takes to be angry all the time and it's such an odd one because i've found in my career in general half the good things that have happened to me have come from people i happen to have been nice to at some point just because it's easier to be nice yeah so not only is it easier to be nice, it's also beneficial. Yeah. Like, I don't mean to be kind of all sociopathic of yeah, yeah, it'll yeah, pay yeah. off, but it, it, it it's, feeds itself. It's weird, isn't it, how seeds you sowed yeah. years ago without even realising you were doing Definitely. it. I've had it with stuff where someone's going, no, you were really good to me. Yeah. You know, and you say thanks for something. And someone's yeah. like, no, don't you remember? You you would, you know, you really looked after me. Yeah. And you didn't have to, so thank you. And you just, yeah, I don't know. I'd rather that life than just be shouting at each other all the time. Completely. I, I mean, don't yeah. even like being around people raising their voices now. It makes me anxious. Yeah. No, I completely understand. And um, I grew up in a chaotic household. Like, it was, there was lots of shouting. Shouting was everywhere. Yeah. So I was kind of always drawn to that. Yeah. And for ages, I would. You know, if things are ever too calm, I just hit the red button, self-sabotage, yeah. shake things up a little bit, yeah, give me yeah, something yeah, yeah. To, to motivate myself to, to have to come back from right. um, or something to use as energy to, to put into what I wanted to create or what I wanted to do. And I think it's really easy to kind of, to be addicted to that. Yeah. And it is because it's that 
we never used to have to be angry no. many times. Yeah. But in the world today, there's lots of different reasons to be angry all the time, and it's just Completely. how you, it's how it's your level of response, and it's like it takes ages to talking to someone about it the other day. It takes ages, doesn't it, to forge a proper trusting relationship? Yeah, but you can sure. get angry at someone really, really quickly, in a heartbeat. and it's almost rewarding. Yeah, you know, in the same sense that looking at your phone releases dopamine. It can become that feeling yeah. can become quite, quite addictive, and it's terrible. I, I had a guy. Um, a, Rutger Bregman on, who's kind of a historian and philosopher and all sorts of stuff, and economist, and he was saying that we talk on, we go on and on about the problem of fake news, and yeah. he said the main problem for our society is the news. It's like we've got too much n- news, news these days. We don't need to know, or previously we didn't know everything yeah. bad that was happening in the world, and it's yeah. good to be aware, but it's not good for our minds, I don't think, yeah. to constantly because again, the fact is. Every race, gender, everything, this is the best time for them to be alive. If you go back 10 years, 20 yeah. years, 30 years, for every race, gender, everything, yeah, yeah. We're, we're at the best. And that doesn't mean it's perfect. No. Obviously, I'm not trying to no, no. gloss over the huge problems. But the fact is, we are at the best time. Yet, because we're so hyper-aware of all no the problems, thinks so. everyone thinks we're in a fucking mess. And again... <clears throat> It's good to be aware. It's good to know that we've got stuff to improve upon. The worst thing, the worst thing about that is, is that algorithms understand that if you see something bad, you're more likely to click on it and keep watching. Yeah. So you get played more, more, more and more, more negative, more negative, more negative. And that's how it's, there must be some conditioning that's led to us being like that. Yeah. We don't engage with good news as well as we do bad. So bad news, you know, they always say bad news travels fast, don't they? Yeah. But it's, it's, that translates to our phones and, and those devices, which are brilliant. Te- yeah. You know, the technological advances that we've made in the last 10 years are incredible, yeah. but there's a lot of misuse of them. Like you talk about um, just there's too much news. I think there's too much information. Yeah. The way we consume things now is not healthy. It's like a constant... Uh, I've just been writing this article for um, The Book of Man. Yeah. about It's not come out yet, but it's about us basically being hamsters on wheels because of how we consume. Yeah. I want, what's new now? Got to have something new. Yeah. Need something new. You're, and you're like, run... You're just, just uh, There's no patience. There's no... There's... You know, you've got skill forms that are completely disappearing because we've found a way to use computers to make them... You know, and they don't have the same feel. Pe- people don't have the same appreciation for them yeah. because they don't have to go through the years of what it takes. You know, tapestry and things. Yeah. There's, there's, people don't. That's that skill is dying out because it's not being passed on by generations. Yeah. You know, blacksmiths, all these these yeah. beautiful, beautiful things, which beautiful things come from, and it's just it's because people don't have the patience. Yeah. Why am I going to sit there for years and learn to do something properly when I can just get something that's been made by a machine and it's just as well for them just as good but it's the yeah. vinyl digital thing you know? it's mad it's... Uh, I think it was uh, Socrates <clears throat> who when you used to study under Socrates when he was teaching philosophy yeah. you couldn't ask a question for four years yeah, because he felt you needed to learn for four years before you had a right to ask mm-hmm. a question you think of that in today's society but like, no, no, way. no one for, would have no that patience waiting four years. but it meant they'd have that patience they'd have <clears> four <throat> years of learning and then they'd be able to yeah. go even if it's like, I thought this on the first day yeah. and you've not proved it wrong yet, so here's my question. Yeah. That's but amazing. I but... think it's amazing because it also it also it, it instills discipline, doesn't yeah. it? And I, I don't think we spend enough time being. There's yeah. we all like we 
if if I feel it, I'm bored, first thing I'll do is engage with someone somehow or yeah. something. I'll use my phone, you know, I'll make a call, I'll turn the TV, I'll distract myself from that feeling of boredom. But it's not boredom. You have to get beyond the boredom to be able to just be still yeah. and then be content. And that's the best feeling in the yeah. world. Yeah. Because then you can think about things and you process things and you're not distracted from your... In this world... Oh, mate, I did a... So I just did a program called In Solitary. Yeah. And I was in solitary for five days. I was in a shipping container. Oh, wow. um, With a toilet that didn't flush. It weren't trying to mimic prison, but it was just the idea of being taken away from all of your creature comforts and having no streams of information. There was no... I didn't engage in conversation with anyone for that entire time. Um, all I had was a pen and a pad, so there was nothing coming in, but there was the chance for stuff to come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, first day, I felt really like oh, I couldn't write anything, didn't want to do anything. Yeah. Was aware of the fact that there were cameras, so I, I felt a little bit like rather than feeling alone. Yeah, I felt like I was being monitored. Yeah. By day two, you almost have to perform as alone as such. Kind of well, perform well, the feeling just, of alone. Yeah, it's a weird and one. It, it was a weird one. And then by day, I slept for fifteen hours, which is quite interesting. Yeah. The first day I went oh, in wow. there. And I think that just comes from, for the first time in a long time, when I put my head down, I felt safe. Mm. I knew someone was watching over me and I didn't have that thought in the back of my head, which I normally yeah. have as I go to sleep. What if something happened? And which is, yeah. it, that might sound crazy to some people, but how I grew up and certain things that I was involved in, yeah. that was a thought that I went to yeah, sleep yeah, with yeah, every yeah, night yeah, and yeah. it's never gone away. Yeah, And that makes for not a very good night's sleep yeah, normally. Yeah, of course. Um, which is had me on and off of medication and probably been a huge contributor to my lows yeah. in life because sleep deprivation is no bloody good for you. No, m- massively. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, so I slept for 15 hours straight, which I thought would have thrown me off because I didn't have any idea of time. Yeah. And it was interesting because when you think of time as a concept, it becomes relative and what you do with your time is more important. So yeah. day two, I just went, well, can I swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I just yeah. went, fuck the cameras. Yeah. I just I didn't didn't make eye contact with him. Just com- just completely blocked him out, and I just started writing. And rather than trying to write a song or a story or an article or anything, I just wrote down stuff that I thought, yeah. and then what that made me think. And it was just kind of going through a stream of conscience. And the amount of writing that I did, and the amount of stuff that I worked out in there, because yeah. I went actually, and I thought at first it was like, well, hold on a minute, I'm an idiot. I thought coming into solitary would make me happier because it would take me away from all the things that I want to be taken away from. Yeah. But in doing so, I've also taken myself away from everything that I love and care about. That's amazing. And then I thought, but hold Big on a minute. Big realisation, right? But yeah, but then I was like, hold on a minute. That, you know, we all think if we run away from everything, it'll all be better. Yeah. But then you're taking, then you realise, shit, I've taken myself away from everything that I love and care yeah. about and yeah. enjoy as well. So that's not just an answer to happiness. But then there's another lesson from that because you go, okay, so what do I love and care about? What is important? What are my wants and what are my needs? What are the necessities? And I got by for the next, you know, best part of five days so happily. Yeah. I had my little routine in there because all the food was in with the ration packs weren't very nice. But, yeah, um, yeah I can You know, imagine. all my food was in there um, and I was, you know, I was really, really happy being self-sufficient and left to my own devices and yeah. to sit in my own company and to be alone with my own thoughts, which does, I think, initially drive people crazy even the idea of it petrifies people but it's weird like obviously I got paid to do that I would pay to do it yeah yeah completely have you you ever done a sensory deprivation tanks yeah because I've I've found them really interesting because I'm one that I'm never I'm never off my phone I hate it it is an addiction and 
both of us will have the excuse of it's work right. as well because yeah. it's social media. Anything we, we do on social why media. Why are we working at night, half past midnight yeah. in bed? It's crazy, and it's it, it is an addiction. <laughs> but um, I'd like, I was, I, I'm writing a script at the moment, and it's a, about a guy going blind. And one of the bits in that was his realization that he's not had a shit in ten years where he's not had a phone or a book or a magazine or something in front of him. He's like yeah. he was scared of that. I've not been in that just so low. That's now do you my life. Do you know what's what? Do you, I, I, I don't think I've had a shit about my phone for about four or five years. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. And that was just a, that was the thing of writing this script, that weird realization of, of what you think of you're going to miss the flowers and the sky. It was like he had that fear because it's like that's scary because I've not been it's, it's with my own mind. Yeah, and that's, it's that's what I liked well. about this, the, the, the sensory deprivation tanks because yeah. it does it takes everything away and it's a real shrunken version of, of what you were saying about yeah. this, the, the the solitary. But I did, I think, an hour session. Yeah. And the first 10, 15 minutes, it's I was hard, like, oh, so, so what do I do? Yeah, it's I'm bored. kind of bored. I don't I'm know what bored. to do. Yeah. And then the next the next second, it was over. Yeah. It was that, um, I don't know what to do. And then as soon as you got in that relaxed state... And you just get lost in your thoughts, gone. didn't you? I didn't fall asleep, but I was just... just tell you what was bad zone. for me, though. The first 10 minutes, obviously, there's loads of Epsom salts in there. Yeah. There? And I'd been a, I'd, it was actually last week that I went for yeah. uh, the flotation tank. I made a mistake of getting an infrared sauna afterwards, so I kind right. of relaxed, and I was like nearly fainting from the heat. <laughs> and then get and not, yeah, it weren't the smartest yeah. thing I've done. But um, I'd, I, wore a, I wore a pair of Dr. Martens for the first time to wireless without putting blister plasters on. Man, ah, yeah, that's going to have done you damage. They weren't broken in. I've got blisters and people won't be able to see, but I mean, that's a fair size, yeah. isn't it, on both heels. So I've got Mate. in a tank and forgot, and obviously the salts have just gone ding. So for the first yeah. 10 or 15 minutes, not only was I bored, I was in bloody pain. Yeah. How mad is that, though, that there's a big brand that to this day just go, no, no, they're not ready to wear when you buy them. You've got to wear them in. Like, like any other, like I, I, I designed some, some boots a year or so ago and they sold... Well, but we had a few people like, oh, it's put, it's, it was hard to get on. Or it's like, it's real leather. It's going to be hard. Like, you need to loosen it up and all that. Yeah. It's like, we're not used to that these days. You think you, you, it's Everyone good to just go. Everyone cushioned soles. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to talk about your career and everything. I, I, I said to you on the way up, I, I chatted to example the other day. So there's mm. going to be a lot of crossover and interest yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But equally, you're someone I feel comfortable going in early on some quite heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, and the reason being, both of us have worked with Calm yeah. for years now. Um, yeah. And Calm is the campaign against living miserably. And it's it's a, a male, or primarily male, suicide prevention mm-hmm. um, ch- charity because suicide is the biggest killer of, of, of men in this country um, yeah. from extending ages now. So yeah. I think it's a 16 to 35 or 40 or something like that, but yeah. it's getting wider and wider. What kind of brought you into them and, and, and drew you to them. I know suicide is, everyone who gets yeah. involved with suicide has been a big part of their life. So. Yeah, my dad took his own life when I was 26. No, I was 24, sorry. Yeah. I was 24, it was 26 when I got stabbed. I always yeah. get the two confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and it, you know, obviously it had a huge effect on me. We hadn't spoken properly for six years. Right. Um, and the last words I said to him, I was... I remember where I was as well. I was at Burger King. It was on Boxing Day, and I was meant to meet him a day after. And I said I'd never put my neck on the line again. Like I'd never make yeah. myself vulnerable. If anyone was going to take the first step, <clears throat> excuse me, it was going to be him. Yeah. And it wasn't. 
I made myself vulnerable because I just thought, let's just give this a chance. I'm an adult now. Yeah. And uh, there's things I want to I want to talk to him about. There's questions I want to ask him, and there's things I want to try and try and resolve. Yeah, yeah, Ultimately, yeah. and see if we can build some sort of relationship because I loved him to bits. Like he was, he didn't, you know, he wasn't a good dad. He made bad decisions. Yeah. But he was a really nice man. Yeah. He was a really kind man and a really gentle man and. Through a documentary that I'd later do, I found out a lot of why he was, how he was, yeah. and his own problems. Um, I've got a, a mate who I won't name as it's their story to tell, but he he put it perfectly for me. He said that his dad was a really good bloke, but was a really bad dad. Yeah, he's just not good at being a dad, and he's yeah. like he's, he's, he 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 couldn't separate that for a long time. And when he had that realization, it was a massive thing because it's like no, he's not he's not this evil person. He's Terrible at being a dad. Let's yeah. not but fight, he's actually fight a that. Really, but yeah, really nice person. He's a, a good lad. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, it, similarly to what I said, it's, it's that, isn't it? it? And it made it really difficult because yeah. you, you know, if he was a horrible person, yeah, it would have made it easier to understand. Yeah. But Completely. knowing that he was a good person, you wonder why would he do that? Yeah, to himself. Um, and I went through a whole range of of emotions when it happened and of I quickly realised that I was being selfish thinking he was being selfish Yeah. and the next thing that came from that was well why did he do it and then I understood that if I was ever to understand why I did it it would be because I was in that situation myself Yeah. and I didn't want to be in that situation yeah, of course. and at 24 I stopped smoking weed I stopped doing coke, I stopped taking pills yeah. I stopped everything because I felt like at that point I didn't want any crutches yeah I wanted to feel whatever I had to, and it turned out, you know, I didn't. I didn't go through everything as I thought I should have. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely a better way of dealing with it than going the other way, and it, it really made me pull my socks up um, and and start giving things a proper go. It's, it's massive to take the steps to conf- confront the, those feelings. Again, mm. it's a similar to the isolation type thing of going right. I, I can't have all these things protecting me from my own thoughts or from my own emotions, yeah. I guess, or numbing them. Yeah. I have to just and go, right, let's, 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 let's see what it is. If you go out on a bender, you know, you feel good all weekend. Yeah. Plenty of dope, you know, dopamine, serotonin release, you yeah. feel lovely, but then there's the, come, well, now what goes up must come down. Yeah, Then exactly. you've got the calm down. So you're going to be even lower than you would be. And all those thoughts, while you're rotting away in bed, are going to be rummaging around your mind yeah. twice as much as they would yeah. normally. Um and I've learned over the years that it's really important to keep those, you know, those 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 thoughts about things that that have an emotional hold over you. It's important to keep them present and not to try and tuck them away because they have less power over you. Yeah. If things are present and they're spoken about, your they don't pop up at a random moment and make you feel away. Yeah. A lot of people's problems will come out when they have a drink because they lose that control of self. Yeah, and they end up flying off the handle. That compartmentalisation falls apart when they've yeah. had a few drinks. Or you, you know, or you're, you know, you know, there's a lot of angry people in the world. Yeah. That anger yeah, yeah. doesn't normally come from the situation they find themselves in. It yeah. comes from something else. Yeah, exactly. And I just didn't want to grow old and bitter, and I yeah. still don't. So I still do a lot of work on myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did a documentary for Radio One on suicide. Yeah. And then I got asked if do it was weird, quite bittersweet because. The response to it was huge, yeah. but that's because of how many people were affected in one way or another. Yeah. And then I got asked if I wanted to do something visually on TV, if I do yeah. a TV documentary. And I was like, well, I've, and then, you know, I don't really got, you know, regard myself as a journalist or as yeah. a documentarian, so this is a bit weird. But why not? You know? yeah. Why not? The opportunity is there, and, and I stand to help people. And yeah. that was the, the driving force behind it. 
I did it, and then halfway through filming, there was a meeting with the BBC, and they said, look, the, the narrative that works here, the thread that really works through everything, is your story. And I threw my toys out the pram because I didn't really want to go on that journey on camera yeah. or, or at all. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to confront things because, you know, I hadn't confronted them yeah. before, and I learned things about my dad that I never knew, which only made it, you know, more sad what yeah. he'd done. Yeah, And, um... I threw my toys out of the pram, probably a baby along with them. Yeah. And so and I slept on it and just thought, do you know what? My reason for not wanting to do this is because people are going to see me as vulnerable. Yeah. And I come from a place where, and this is, it actually is, it makes you weaker. Being unaware of your vulnerabilities and not being honest about them makes you a weaker person. There's a yeah, real yeah. strength in being aware of your vulnerabilities Completely. and not being afraid to show. That says in itself, not being afraid. Yeah. When actually, you know, front is a form of fear. Completely. Yes, and it, there's. I'll get onto something else in a second. But like, so my I woke up and just thought, wow, my reasons for not wanting to do it are the reasons that people like my dad take their, like, their yeah. own lives. You know, the that's, reasons that's, it's important. To yeah. Do it. So I just thought, you know, sod it, I'm going to do it, and I went through it. You know, I cried on camera, yeah. which sounds like now it's like, well, so what? Yeah. So what? You funny? You cried on camera. Yeah. Boo hoo! Big deal. But that was a big deal. Completely. Uh, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm, I never, you know, my, my music isn't the hardest out, but there was still, there's still an element that people assume comes with rap music, that rappers are, are, are very macho and it's full of bravado and, you know, masculinity doesn't allow for men to be sensitive. Yeah. And it's that, you know, whatever. It came out, there wasn't a negative thing said about it. And even to this day, the amount of people who come up to me and thank me for it. Yeah, I've had dads say to me, you know, that they've they tried previously and seen the effects on me, not even their own children. Yeah, because they probably don't have a relationship where they fully can be open about the effects that it's had. Completely. Um, but say to me, they would never do it again because of you know seeing the effects it had on it's, me. It, and that that's powerful. It's genuinely important, and it's what I've liked about all your kind of documentary area stuff is it is a voice that will reach different people mm. to a Louis Theroux or whoever else. Um, yeah. We've got a thing on the podcast where every now and then I do a, a drunk cast, and me yeah. and two of my mates just get in his, his, his shed yeah. and we just get drunk and we talk <laughs> shit. And it's good fun, but aside from just getting drunk and pissing about and yeah. saying offensive stuff, the positive things come <laughs> that when it's got on to things like trans culture or anything like that, yeah. we've had honest open discussions about it and... The fact for me is there's a certain kind of person who will take out documentaries and articles and, mm. and speeches about the changes in trans culture, but there's a lot who wouldn't, but would listen to three blokes from Essex getting drunk in a shed. Yeah. So it reaches that, all, like we yeah, have these open yeah, conversations yeah. that reaches to people who wouldn't, it's not just preaching to the converted. No. And that's kind of thing. And again, a documentary on suicide. Yeah. There's a, there's a type of person who'd watch that. There's mm. a whole demographic who'd be like, I ain't watching that. What's yeah. that about? But you but being there kind of brings it yeah, in. Yeah, engages a different type of audience. Yeah. It? But the, the people who, you know, who watch your Louis Theroux will yeah. give me a chance. Yeah, yeah, completely. And I think the more films I've put out, the more people give me a chance because they see that there's no, there's no agenda. Yeah. I mean, sorry, my stomach's not doing too well after uh, <laughs> examples bow party. I'm not going to be sick on you. Um, but, yeah, it, and it's, I'm doing that work and people, and that's the one thing I've always 
tried to approach the, the way I, I try and approach documentaries is is different to what I've seen most people do. Yeah. And I don't tell you what to think. I don't go into the documentary with any kind of concept of where it's going to end. I'm yeah. completely open minded, um, even to things I'm not open minded about. Yeah. You know, I'm honest about that. Yeah. And if any preconception of anything or any ideas I have in the beginning, I, I kind of hold in. You know, yeah. well, I'm sorry, let's wait and see. And I'm catalyst for other people's stories. That's that's all I'm there to do. I'm yeah, not here to completely. tell you someone else's story yeah. when there's people behind these statistics who can tell their own story yeah, yeah, yeah. and do a damn sight better job of it than I can. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people, I think, try and tell you what to think and encourage what your opinion should be, even though I do a form of opinions, which is scary because you're then judged on that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter whether they're a BBC programme or yeah. a Channel 4 programme made by Swan Films or yeah. Antidote Productions. It's a Professor Green programme. Yeah, and I'm going to be... And I think it's why a lot of people don't venture into this territory or talk on social issues or anything because they're bloody scared of... You know, they're quite happy in their position. They're doing yeah. well... You know, they've got the security of the money they're earning. They're happy. Why am I going to put my neck on the line? Yeah. And why am I going to stick, kind of stick my head out? And, yeah. and it, it does. You know, the things that I've said politically, I've said on a pretty big stage. Yeah. And I'm, was, I was never into politics. Yeah. I never even realised the things that, you know, obviously all the social issues I've covered. I never realised that I was starting to form political opinions. Yeah. Because it just weren't a poor man's sport. When I was growing up, I didn't understand understand what the fuck they were saying I still don't no, to this point but now I understand the importance of that and the fact that's relied upon and it's the reason that certain yeah. people don't use their you know more and more people it's just it's apathetic there's no there's no engagement they just don't care yeah. because they don't think it affects them or they're so downtrodden that they just can't be fucked and don't realise those connections because again yeah. that's the thing I remember as a teen feeling I want to be political yeah. but not really understanding it and then yeah. as you grow up you go no you understand it because it is it's your day to day it's, it's everything that it's you're just life yeah it's not this politics thing that's this scary off in the distance no, 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 no. it's literally just what goes on in day-to-day life yeah. you know and the wrongs that you see yeah and it's it's, it's an, it is an interesting one. People keep going to me, oh, so you're going to go into politics? I'm like, I fucking hate politicians. Yeah. The last thing I want to be is a politician. Completely. But then why not? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe one day. I want. I still want to be able to release music. And at the moment, you know, that's, yeah. the, that's the focus again, which is, it's been a nice shift because three years of making films yeah. that were not pink and fluffy. Was, no. But I was, I, and I went through a lot during that process. You know, I went through divorce I went through nearly losing my house I went through all this stuff that people didn't see and it's not really for people to worry about because that's my and that's not me doing the male thing and saying obviously obviously I spoke to my mates about my problems and where I was at but I just weren't happy Yeah, I just I I wasn't and and happiness isn't a thing that you just feel it's a byproduct of other things it's other decisions you make in your life Yeah, and normally a byproduct of balance I think and the balance was off. I wasn't taking care of my own life. I was yeah. I was living in other people's shoes, making these films. And it wasn't like... Like, I was lucky. I worked with great people who I got on with. But even still, I wasn't spending time with my people. It was yeah. like my feet weren't in my shoes. They were in someone else's. Yeah, and then when I got out of the end of the last film, which was like last October, yeah. I just took myself away from everyone and everything for a little while to work out where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do and started to work out what made me happy 
yeah. again. You know, I started, I had a big operation last year, which made life a little bit difficult. Again, I just made a joke out of it on Instagram. But, yeah. Know, if I tell everyone that I'm, you know, death's door, yeah. and I don't know what the recovery is going to be like, or if I'm going to recover, all of a sudden I don't get any work. And I'm yeah. in the middle of a documentary, you know, yeah, I've got a mortgage yeah, to pay, yeah, so yeah, I've got to think about that stuff. So it looks funny. Yeah. But that's typical of people on Instagram, mis-selling, you know, I was, I was, I was going to discuss that with you how do you find the balance on social media because it is you are someone and it's similar to me where if you look at once you could think he puts everything out there but you look again and you see actually he's holding a lot back and it's it's a weird one and this next bit isn't to kind of urge people to 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 follow you but you're very open on there at times and at points um you know Dangerously so. Um, I've, I've, I've seen one or two posts that are then deleted sh- shortly after and things like that. When there is, again, there's relationships and things like that. Yeah. Stuff that you've been public about. Do you know what it was? There was one And part. things like that. So yeah. there's then things end and you're public about it, but then you're like, oh, actually, what the fuck? What, what am I doing here? This yeah, isn't the place. It's, it's for even, It can it's be. It's not you, even... You, if it, I just think it's dangerous because you're also saying it to a world full of people. So if you phone me up and say something to me, I'm going to take it on board and we can argue and I, yeah. can, I can hear whatever you want. You know, yeah. you can say whatever you want. But if you call me a prick online, you're saying it in front of the world. So now we're going to have a very serious problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, that's just how I see things. It's yeah. a very dangerous game to play. Like, if you want to make me look an idiot in front of a whole lot of people, then we can play that game. But yeah. it's going to end up in real life and something's yeah. going to come of it. Yeah. And, it, it, like, I just got... I felt like... And again, this comes down to, you know, I, got, I suppose it's your own insecurities. Cause, and, I, and I think a lot of our, our idea of who we are ourselves is actually our... Is our insecure insecurities projected onto other people's perception yeah. of us? Yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. we can have a laugh, have a chat, yeah. and you walk away laughing, and I walk away thinking he thinks I'm an idiot. Yeah. Whereas you walk away going, he's a really funny bloke, yeah, just yeah, because yeah, I'm yeah. not feeling, you know, I don't feel strong in myself yeah. that day. It's so my idea, and that shapes what I think of myself, Completely. which is. But you still have to understand that even that means you're at the root of it, so yeah. you can be in control of who and how you are, yeah. and what you, you know, what you, yeah. where you hold yourself. Um, but it's, you know, a lot of people don't think about stuff like that. And the, it, it, the biggest, it, it's important. The biggest realisation I had on that, it sounds negative, but I swear it's positive, is the realisation that no one really gives that much of a fuck about you. <laughs> well, they're no, all busy they should, on themselves. Yeah, and it's, well, it's, their it's, it's fine. Their, their minds are focused. They've got this whole intricate life that's going on, yeah. and we forget that at points because we've got our own. Yeah. So we then think, also, oh, what are they thinking about me? It's probably they've gone away... And they've not thought about you at all. They've started texting the girl they like, or they're they're hungry. Or they're thinking the same thing about themselves. Yeah, completely. And then that's just a world full of insecure people walking around with a misconception of of the the guy that they are to, or the girl that they are to all these other people. It's a a mindfuck. When I started thinking about it, I was like, hold on a minute. This is... And all that happened was, my ex, um, we'd been split up since, like, January. um, And there was a period of her leaving, like, she moved into my life. And that made things really fucking difficult. Actually, I learned that lesson, you know. I'm not having someone move into my life again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too too difficult when it comes undone. And I've got a lot better at ripping the plaster off a lot quicker. There was things that I couldn't, I wasn't okay with, and so... That was that. Yeah. But there's like, you know, three and a half months where we're still in each other's company, which wasn't the easiest. Yeah, um, of course. And then I haven't, no one's seen anything about anyone that I have seen Yeah. on Instagram. It's yeah, not yeah, for yeah. Instagram. Perfect. Yeah. And it's not to rub it, and it's not, because I'm not going to do nothing to rub that in no one's face. Uh-huh. I don't believe, why, why would you do that? 
I agree. Yeah, I think I agree. I just keeping it. Yeah, I've, I've always been on that. Yeah, on that thing, particularly with relationships. It's like that's that's nothing to do with the the rapper or the podcaster but or the also, actor. That's also, I really, to do with, you know, it's you, and all, but yeah. also I don't want to hurt. Yeah, we didn't okay. we didn't end on bad terms. Like, yeah. so I don't want to hurt you. Why am yeah. I going to put on Instagram my you know the ins and outs of what I'm getting up to? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So bearing in mind this is someone who, you know, we both looked after each other for the period of time we were together. Yeah. Um, and someone who I held in quite high regard. So to then find out from Instagram and basically, and I get it because it's someone going, look at me, I'm okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But to talk to me one day and say, and this is more than people, you know, I'm not going to go into the intricate details of yeah. it. But to literally say something to me the day before, which usually contradicts the situation you're in, which is you're actually seeing someone. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then you put that all over your Instagram. Yeah. And stuff happened behind the scenes where it was like, there was, I don't even want to talk too much about it. Yeah, but no, like, if someone's like, yeah. trying to take the piss, yeah. you know, it's, everyone can speak in it. Yeah. Unless someone does something, there's nothing to to talk about. But I put up one picture and said something, and I thought, why did I even draw attention? If someone wants air time, just give them air time. Yeah. Give them air. Don't yeah. rise to it completely. And but I, that's hard to hold off on. Yeah. Like when we've got these phones in our hands, in our as hands. we were saying and earlier, bro, it's it wasn't, there, it's it wasn't bang. something. It wasn't like an instant reaction. This was after several things, yeah. and more because of how. What she had said the day before contradicted her actions. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. yeah, and put a picture up, and I'm very brazen about things because if I say something online, I'm, I, anything I say or do, I'm held accountable for. That's how I grew up. Completely. Yeah, so I'm cool. Yeah. If I'm going to put you in something and say something, yeah, if I yeah. see you, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. And yeah, and I took it down because I thought, you know what, I don't even want a part of it. I'm not, yeah. I shouldn't be a part of your future relationship. Yeah. So stop talking about me. Yeah, as well. And, and again, it's, it's, I've never met the bloke either. So I'm like, why is he talking it's about part me? Of the it's weird. thing there as well because you're yeah. you're putting yourself in it. If other people are trying to put you in it, that's on them. They control. They like when you choose to put yourself in it. Then I've, yeah, that's then, when it's that's my exactly. Horrible. But then, and the, but then I take full responsibility for it because yeah. it was my. It was my decision. You yeah, don't yeah, yeah. get faithful. You don't make mistakes. You make no. bad decisions. Yeah, completely. So, uh, I mean, uh, again, we will get onto the music, but one of the other things I wanted to talk about briefly because I've not talked about it on the podcast ever, and it's something mm. I'm passionate about as well, is your Dangerous Dogs uh, yeah. documentary because it's a massive thing, and I'm I'm shocked even now that I'll I'll talk to mates who I know are rational and I know are good people, and they'll be like, yeah, there are certain breeds that probably sh- should be got rid of or should always have to have a, m- a muzzle or all these kind of things. Yeah. And it's horrible, man. And I yeah. really think most of the most l- loving dogs I've ever met have been yeah. all in that dangerous dog, have been staffies yeah, or pits, pits or whatever. Yeah. And they're so lovable and they're so adorable. Like, but it's, uh, my argument is always, well, it's horrible when something goes wrong with one of them dogs mm. but it's horrible when a car crash happens yeah, yet we don't say get rid of cars because no, cars all. are ten times a million times more dangerous than Maybe dangerous people, dogs more people die taking sorry more people die riding horses and they do yeah. taking ecstasy every year yeah 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 yeah. It's mad know, isn't it but it's, it's the, the things that we find demonised and, yeah. and go on um, so how was that to, to look was, into that and what was it what, what, what drew you to that I love dogs yeah. I've, I've had pit bulls 
Yeah. I, you know, um, yeah. not since I've been in this situation because, you know, police would love an excuse to raid my house. They've yeah. done it. They've done it once. Right, yeah. Not too long ago under Section 18, so everything was admissible. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even naughty. I'm not, yeah. You know, I'm, 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 well, I'm not. But yeah, the dog thing, man. I just I love dogs, and I don't understand it. Breeds, breed specific legislation is a load of bollocks. It is it's ridiculous. And it was, I think it's Kenneth Brand. I can't remember the name of the Tory. There's a page in his autobiography where it was like, if you hear how he discusses the working class, yeah, and the people who turned up to protest, and how much easier it made because they had dog names like Devil, and they all had tattoos, and yeah, and uh, it, he's a he's a proper cunt yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and he was it, he just it should have been the dogs that were going to be outlawed because all the bites at the time had come from working dogs and they were mostly Dobermans and yeah. and Rotties and yeah, sheep yeah, dogs yeah. And, and, it, and he just said he, he chose to do he chose to pick the dogs that were more prevalent in impoverished areas yeah um and belonged to more often the disadvantaged because he didn't want to upset the Green Welly Brigade yeah prick it's mad isn't it uh, but who's going, to put their, who's going to put their neck on the line now? Because as soon as a pit bull kills a baby, you're the face of that dead baby. Yeah. And that's not likely to happen. A dachshund is the most likely dog to bite another person, a person that's yeah. not their owner or a stranger. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, a stranger or another dog, a dachshund. Yeah. And I know people go, yeah, but it's the it, it's the capabilities. Yeah, it's, it's the strength or the power. Yeah, but, but there's stronger men than me that are much more say, capable. It doesn't, mean there, you, it doesn't mean you, you know, they have to be shaved, tattooed and insured. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. I, you, ever, you ever seen Kraft McGuire? Yeah. There's some very dangerous people out yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's, it's mad. And I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm all for certain to, to make sure it's not just saying, oh, it's all, I'm, like, I'm all for the education of how to control dogs, how oh. to look at, like, with a stronger dog, the owner should have some capability and responsibility of, I know how to keep my dog under control. Yeah. I know. And again, the fact you is you can get it on harnesses and stuff like that that make it far easier. And, and also, just you should, I believe that people should have to have a licence to own an animal. Yeah, not Not just a dangerous dog, Yeah, that in brackets dangerous dog, yeah. but a dog with capabilities, right? If your dog is little, it doesn't make it any less of a problem. It makes it more yeah. likely, if it's untrained, to cause a problem. Yeah. My dogs, I've got one dog who doesn't, he, he's not friends with every dog, mm. right? He's passive. He doesn't get into fights with the dogs. Yeah. But if a dog comes over to him and he turns his head, it means he doesn't want to play. Yeah. So I call him over and he just walks away, leaves you. But yeah. if that dog continuously runs at him, is jumping at him, yeah. biting, and it, you know... The reason it's always silly little dogs like, yeah. is because it's little dogs that people think of. It's, you know, we'll it don't matter, if, don't matter if it nips because yeah. it can't cause that much damage. Yeah. So you know, it doesn't matter if it pulls on the leaves. So I can just put it back. So there's no training done. Yeah. And a lot of people with those dogs have them because they're fashionable and they don't realise what it is, like the responsibility to own yeah. a dog. Yeah. It's a big deal. You know, you can't, and they walk their dog once every two weeks when it's sunny. You know, yeah, it's you know, exactly. it's, and it's, so the dog is just like. Uh, but then I get looked at because I've got big dogs. If there's any kind of argument between the dogs, I'm I'm in the wrong yeah, straight away. Of course, of course. I, and I part part with them, knock at my door, and say, "Oh, you know, there's been a complaint about your dog." And I went, "Sweet, if you want to go and talk to any number of people up there, they'll tell you what happened, and they'll tell you who I am and how I look after my dogs yeah. and how well behaved they are because they yeah. see me out here every single day." Yeah. So I'm not worried because I see yeah. the same people on the same walks with the same dogs. Yeah. And our dogs get on sweet. But the other thing about that is, we, because, so I was talking to my mate, Luke Christie, who's from City Canine, and he actually helped right. rehabilitate one of my dogs. Um, he's a dog trainer, behaviorist. 
and he's amazing. And he was just like, in the wild, right? If you've got two packs of animals, mm-hmm. they either fight or avoid. Yeah. They don't hang out and go, oh, nice to meet you. Yeah. They fight or they avoid. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. because we've domesticated dogs, we yeah. want them to behave as us. Yeah. Yeah. So we want them to socialise. Yeah. We want them to get on with every dog. And we think that's always possible. Yeah. It's not. I'm not going to like everyone that I meet, but I can walk away from them. Dogs don't do that. That's yeah. not how they communicate, and no. it's not how it works. So, you know, we, we, as always, are the bloody problem. And again, it's that it's that mad thing of, in the wild, they would grow up together, and they would fight, and they would play, and they would learn their limits of s- soft bites and hard yep. bites and things like that, which... If you if you don't know that these two strangers of dogs are in that same situation and know that same thing, then you, you're not gonna have that have that certainty. You don't. It's you just. I I think it's like everyone knows their dog. Yeah. And I know my dog, but yeah. only up to a point. It's yeah, still an animal. So yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. always practice that little. Yeah. You always have to be precautious. You always yeah. err on the side of caution, unless yeah, you're completely. unless you're a bloody idiot. Yeah. I don't get me wrong. I've got a big dog, but I was in um. So over in Oxley Woods, and I saw two massive dog de Bordeaux running at him. He'd run for a ball, so he was nowhere near me, yeah. and I can just see them running at him. And I'm like, shit, what if they, what if, you know, what if they want the ball? Yeah. And he's got the ball. What happens? Yeah, and I, yeah, I love yeah. big dogs, but the yeah. thought goes through my head. Yeah. But luckily, the owner knows they're dogs. And they all ended up rolling, you know, after dropped the ball, they're all licking each other, yeah. playing. They, like, they look like stags when they're yeah. playing, because yeah, big yeah, dogs yeah. play rough yeah like, of course they do but it's, you've, got, it's, you've got to put things into it's it's all relative right so like my dog if he runs into this table and hits his head yeah. he, it, the, the table's more you know stands more chance of sustaining injury than the dog does yeah yeah, yeah. they're not like it, it looks rough from a yeah, distance but yeah. they're it's the reason they've got all that skin and also like you were talking about dogs learning manners dogs that are taken away from the litter too early tend to have more behavioural problems because they don't they haven't learnt manners from their parent you know so when they're in the pen and they're playing and they go and they go oh I've done something wrong yeah it's mad though isn't it like you look at how they discipline their own yeah, and you just think about how messed up the world is now. And if you discipline your child, you're likely to be taken to bloody court. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, teachers yeah. who just yeah. feel they can't make any leeway with children because they can't even raise their voice at them. Yeah, yeah. Which I find crazy because yeah. you've got a whole world. Of, everyone talks about all the, pro- about the problems that we have in the world, and you just look at you know where's you. Well, first question is often where are the parents? Yeah. But like, it, if we had a society where we've gone off from dogs here no, no, but on. if we had a society where you half could rely on society to raise your children yeah. so if you're a single parent family which one in two broken homes if, sorry if you come from a disadvantaged background I think it's the, the even though I don't like statistics yeah. the statistic is one in two homes are broken Right. so if you have a single mum or a single dad who has to decide between working and not what do you lose if they work Yeah. it's, that, it's the time and attention so then the child finds things to do himself. Not not everyone's lucky. I had I, I had a nanny Edie. Yeah. She's got a name written on me there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. My great-grandmother, who was with me every day when my nan was out working yeah. from 4 a.m. in the morning till 7 o'clock at night to put food on the table. Um, and that changed my life massively. Yeah. Because if she wasn't there, that and the discipline thing, because even when I was out and I was doing wrong, I always had in the back of my head, shit, if my nan finds out, I'm yeah. in trouble. But... If I never had Nanny Edie there, all those hours that I spent indoors with her would have been spent outdoors with someone else. And when you 
when you do that, when you're when you have that freedom, yeah, and you're allowed to make choices that you're too young to make, and you make decisions, it can lead down, yeah, completely, you know, it can lead down a really dark path. I think the 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 the, the problem there, again, one of the continual problems throughout our society is the lack of nuance, because mm. the fact is. Yeah, there are kids who need who need protecting against their parents, against yeah. their family, against stuff like that. That's undeniable, and that's the priority, if, if nothing else. But yeah. equally, your nan giving you a clip around the ear because yeah. you've been a little shit yeah. is valid. That's well, part of get, that's part get, of growing up. Kids, so I always, if when I open the door for for a lady, and yeah. you know, and everyone now is like, "Well, you're a gentleman." Yeah, and I've, I say, "I've always got my nan in the back of my ear, giving yeah. me, a, you know, in the back of my ear, giving me a clip around the ear if I don't yeah. do it." Yeah, it's weird how shocked and people are like, "My God, you're so polite, like, you're so well mannered." Yeah. Well, I was, my, you know, nan said, "When if ever I did forget to say my please or my thank yous, you know, I would get a clip around the ear and just to remember you, you're being brought up, not dragged up." Yeah. So, do you, do you think having that kind of discipline helped you in music? So, growing up, you grew up in Hackney, right? Mm-hmm. But that's again, that's. Not to be harsh, but that's when Hackney was Hackney. It was murder. It, 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 yeah. it was Hackney. It was rough. It's not. It wasn't. Mate, most of my friends have been coffee up, shops. Most and, of my yeah, it weren't coffee shops and and, was, and everything else. It, no, was, it was it was it was murder mile. That was coined by the news. We never yeah. called it that. That was just where it ended up being yeah. called. It was a mad one. Um, I always remember when a lot of art started to move into East London, and mm. it's a story I think I've told before. But a mate of two girls I know were on their way home from a club, and and and, and they got jumped and got hurt and it was horrible and they're they're nice young girls but i was like again i didn't didn't want to imply in any way that they were in the wrong i was like well what were you doing like were you drunk and being noisy they were like yeah we've just been to this indie disco thing and i was like well you're in east london again because they're they're from out in essex or wherever yeah, else yeah, so not, they don't like, really understand you, the implications you, you, of their actions again i'm not defending are. anything but no, no, no. there's certain ways you act in rougher areas and the fact is when all this kind of gentrification came in you're still a street away from trouble, yeah. like from getting yourself in some yeah, in some mess. mess. Like where I grew up in Clapton, now it's more like I don't know if the gentrification has really has really excuse me has really worked. There's like it's it, there's such huge disparity now. Yeah, that you know, and it's not just because people always talk about people in social housing, the lack of social housing, how communities are being ripped apart, and everyone from social housing is being moved on but it's yeah. not just people in social housing you've got people that come from middle class backgrounds who are getting pushed out of areas they've been in for 10 15 years because rent prices have gone up to a point where they can't afford to pay them yeah you know yeah, or they yeah. can't buy in the areas that they've been renting for 15 years because house prices are so high yeah so and they're, and they're part of the community because they've been there for 10 or 15 yeah, years and they love it and they love the people that they know and they yeah. mix with yeah. everyone and i think the good things that come from gentrification are tolerance, right? Because yeah. when I was growing up in Clapton, I used to skate, but I used to have to take my skate clothes in a bag, get on the train at Clapton Station, get to Liverpool Street, go to McDonald's, use the toilet to change into my baggy jeans yeah. because I couldn't be a grunger. Yeah, I'm, yeah, a, yeah. I'm a rude boy. I'm a yeah. rude boy. So I have to be a bit, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And I don't want to be a grunger because I'll just get cussed. Yeah. And that's long. Um, whereas now I think there's been a, you know people look at me I've got fucking peach hair yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and no one blinks no, no one yeah. blinks and eyes you know and it's and I think that's the one good thing about gentrification but then there, there's there's a lot of negative aspects is you know you grow up when you grow up with fuck all anyway mm-hmm. you're, you spend your life pretty much with your face up against the window because yeah. we, we live in a world where we have access to see everything that we don't have yeah, and we're yeah, aware yeah. of it and that does one of two things it makes you really angry it makes you really upset set and makes you feel entitled yeah which it, it, social it, media is the new 
Dixon's window. Yeah. Where you can kind of watch everything that proper, you can kind of would want. But. Proper. Um, but you, you, you know, entitlement exists at both ends of the spectrum, as, the, as does abandonment, but people don't sympathise pe- with people from advantage backgrounds. Yeah. Because why would you? They've got money. And when you have no money, you put a, you know, you think that if you end up with money, it will absolve you of all your problems. Yeah. I did. If I become successful in music, I'll be sweet. All my problems will go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not at all. No. It's just what a stupid yeah, idea. What a stupid yeah. idea. Um, you just have good and bad days. Yes. But, but do you think that gave you the drive and the discipline? Because coming up in, in kind of the battle rap and, and the yeah. freestyle scene, that is particularly an area that it takes discipline because you need to be good at yeah. your craft and doing what you do. So do you, I think, do you think yeah. that kind of growing up where you grew up and having the family that you had made you go, right, I need to get really good at this yeah to get to get out of this you know where i think it come from as well like i was a really bright child thankfully and that was because of my great grandmother's teaching for the most part um i was you know i was at home a lot but even before i started school i was reading books way ahead of my years level numeracy skills was really really high and and so when i started school that was spotted quite early on and yeah. people complain a lot about teachers and having, you know, them having low expectations for children in certain areas, which is probably true of some teachers. They're probably yeah. so bogged down, they just think, you're all fucked. Yeah. Which, for, you know, the yeah, most I mean, part, a lot of people I would imagine are. every teacher starts as a good teacher. Yeah. And then gets that beaten out of them by yeah. underfunding, over yep. class, overcrowding, and yeah. all that. But I was really lucky. So when I went to school, every teacher had a bit of my great nan in them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. it was I wanted, I look for validation in the right places. I was a little nerd at school, but I worked bloody hard. Yeah. But like with Miss Lysite, Miss Charles, and um, they were both from the Caribbean, so they were strict. Yeah. But I was cool with that because their 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 you know way of doing things was you finish your work and you can do what you want. So I'd be sat there on the RM Nimbus. Yeah. You know that was what yeah. the computer <laughs> yeah, was yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. So I, my 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 you know motivation is then right. If I get my work finished, I can get on the computer and I don't have to do work. Yeah. It's not finish work and do more work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was a wicked way to work because I was happy to try it and, and I wanted to please them. So I yeah. did brilliantly. I was I was amazing when I was at school. My problem was not really going to school. Yeah, my attendance right. levels were bad. Um, but when I left um, Tyson, so I went to three primary schools. I yeah. went to Jubilee, St Thomas, and Tyson. Um, but when I left Tyson, Mister Friend said, "Listen, you got the opportunity to sit the entrance exa- uh, entrance exam for St yeah. Paul's Academy." I don't want to go there. Yeah. It's not for me. Yeah. So at an age when, you know, I should have, and that's, you know, my nan, you think, oh, well, why didn't, you know, why didn't your parents, by the way, my parents were ju- just my nan yeah. and my great-grandmother. Why yeah. wasn't I made to go there? Because that's such an incredible opportunity. But yeah. education wasn't part of my family's history. No. It just wasn't, you know, even so to look yeah. on beyond secondary school and to think about college and university, completely. it just wasn't part of my the focus family. can be so completely on paying the rent. That's yeah. it. There's not there's not even a thought of careers. And I, I was just, I can't remember who I was discussing this with, but and that it's is a mad a cla- one. And that is a class thing. Yeah, that it's is. a mad one that, 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 that to think now, again, you think, you think in careers, you think in what you want to do. It, mm. uh, if you're starting out, if, yeah, if you're, if you're in the lower classes... It's not that you're yeah. all you're ever. The expectation is, I want you to be able to also work, pay the rent, work, pay the rent, yeah, and then eventually and die. Kind yeah. of as bleak as that is, yeah. But there was a time when it wasn't. 
it probably wasn't so bad to be working yeah. class because there was industry and you'd follow in the footsteps yeah. of, you know, you, you'd have almost whole families working in the same place. Yeah. But you go to cities now, you know, there used to be old mill towns and, and have, there's nothing, you know. It's yeah. boarded up shops yeah. and, you know, one shop that's in why center. that's needed to... But it's... The, where, yeah, yeah the we trades don't, are gone. The trades are gone. And people don't have, you know, their aspirations are, are, are nothing because... Yeah. You know, they work their arse off to be left with 50 quid at the end of the week if they're lucky. Yeah. And that's that's a pretty bleak, you yeah. know, that's a pretty bleak life. And that's, and that's people who are out grafting, who are actually working yeah. bloody hard for their money, what little money they're left with. Yeah. But there's people, we don't see that. We live in a London bubble. Yeah. And that's, how, you know, it was ignorance, wasn't it? It was complacency. That's how we ended up with Brexit, was just people going, no, it'd be sweet, man, because yeah, everyone thinks like we do, surely. Mate, it's genuinely, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a football fan, and this was, it's the one reason I was kind of slightly hoping we didn't win the World Cup, because I was like, just not now. Because what we don't need when we're just starting to wake up to the mess of what mm. Brexit is, is a surge of national pride. And again, yeah. it would have been great because I fucking I love that, but that would have distracted us from... It's it's unavoidable now. The fact that everyone that, that led us into it has jumped ship, is going, mm-hmm. oh, this isn't working. It's kind of... Yeah. It is, it's become... Well, now you realise as well, the people that are going to be hardest hit are the same ones you always are. It's the people yeah. that have the least Completely. because that's where they impose, you know, that's, that's austerity, that's where they impose cuts, is the services. But as, as sad as it is, I want what's to come to be something that everyone's awake to and yeah. and, and, and feels that as harsh as it sounds and feels more because I'm not one that believes that we should have another vote because th- although I don't want Brexit that's yeah. not how our votes work yeah. we had a, f- a fucking vote and we need to live with it now yeah. it wasn't it didn't it wasn't clean and it was but yeah. it is what it is if that's what we went for you can't just go it didn't go the way we wanted but the thing Let's is just when again. you realise it is all a game of thrones as well because where's Cameron now he just fucked yeah. off and he only done that because he thought, one, that we would remain and two, it would give him more power. Yep, completely. And Boris was fucked off and Hunt and Farage had fucked off. Or like Literally yeah. everyone who was pushing it has fucked off. Has gone. Yeah. So it's, it's, and it's don't a terrifying stand by it. thing. I think everyone knows it's going to cause us problems. Yeah. Um, but what do, you, what do you do? Yeah, it's a mess. So, so, so I want to kind of go through the three points. So how was it transitioning from a battle rapper to an yeah. album rapper. Because, again, that's a transition that a lot of people can't make and no. it doesn't work well. There's so many... I remember hearing of you and then when I was hearing that you were doing an album, I was like, I've fallen down this trap too many times before. Do you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? There's a lot of battle rappers who are amazing at that craft, yep. but this is a different craft. It's the yeah. same with stand-ups going, oh, I'm going to act now. There's yeah. some that do it perfectly or, or vice versa. Someone yeah, who's in a comedy yeah. doing stand-up. It's like... They're different crafts, although they're Completely. both making people laugh. They're very they're different. different crafts, yeah. but you kind of got on beats, or, or you did your, your mixtape first and got yeah, on beats, yeah. and it all kind of it worked for you. It fitted, right? Yeah. I, um, do you know what? So I started writing songs quite late on, really, because yeah. I just started out freestyling, yeah. and that was all I did. Yeah. Um, and then the the natural progression from just freestyling with my mates, I suppose, was battle rapping. I remember seeing a poster for a thing called Lyric Pad at Old Bar, um, which Old Bar is now Blue's Kitchen, I think, or Blue's Bar, whatever it is in Camden. Um, I went there and had my first battle and got poached by, um, I can't remember if it was Harry or Ara, if they were both there from the jump off, and they'd poached me and I went down to the jump off. And it just became like, Purpose and identity are really, really important. And for me, it became an outlet for more than I ever realised. Yeah. 
and it gave me something positive to focus my energy yeah, on. And yeah, that's yeah. really important. Like whatever your outlet is, whether it's hitting a boxing bag, whether it's putting a paintbrush on a bloody canvas, you know, whether it's just writing anything, not lyrics. Yeah. You just getting stuff out is the most important thing yeah, in, 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 in any in any positive fashion. And one of the big motivations to keep you doing that is that first time someone says you're good. Yeah. Someone poaches you and goes, you're. Yeah. We want you involved so you want to do you know, more. You, and again like, it goes amazing. back to me so you know you, you said that I, do I think my upbringing helped me and yeah. I, massively because I still wanted that validation, that validation yeah. so I was looking for it in a positive place but how did I achieve that validation did anyone at the jump off win? a reminder of your nan was, no was there was no one at the jump off that reminded me of my nan bloody hell no 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 no, no. <laughs> did you ever come jump off it was bloody hood mate it was um, it was good it was good though Yeah. it was wicked it was, the vibe there was wicked man and I, you know it's a shame that we don't have that every Monday night anymore yeah. And the way people battle now is completely different. Like it's so techy. It yeah. was. It's really. It's nerdy. interesting. It's like, different. At, at yeah. first, I was completely against it, but now I can kind of con- see that. Again, it's another. It's a different sport. It's mm. because it's so pre-written and pre. Like you know who you're battling yeah, this far in advance. It means that in general the quality is going to be better. Because yeah. again, you will have as well seen a lot of battles that are just trash. Yeah, terrible. And I remember that from from getting the scribble jam tapes from America, things like that. Yeah, There'll be was, the highlights are amazing. Yeah, the best bits are amazing. You start to go on the extras of the early rounds and there's awful. just people mumbling and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. losing themselves. Yeah, it's bad. And it's again, bad. I, I can't freestyle for, sh- for shit. So that's not me judging, but that's yeah, as a fan, yeah, yeah. it's why I started to understand the kind of new freestyle approach. Cause like, yeah. all right, actually at least everyone is getting uh, their punchlines Someone, and, and someone's then, getting something out of the audience are getting yeah. something out of it yeah. but then I think we're talking about making the transition to record like them rappers can't rap two beats Yeah, no. and when they do it sounds forced and yeah. horrible whereas Absolutely. at least when I used to battle it was for the most part to music yeah. which meant it had yeah. to keep tempo you had to have a flow and, and I think man. when it just come to me making songs rather than just be a punchline because punchlines have a sell by date unless they're in context Yeah. so if you know, if I wander into a punchline that doesn't make sense for a song, I won't use it just because it's a good bar. Yeah. I like doing nonsensical shit sometimes. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. Yeah. But there's certain songs for that. I don't want to do something heartfelt and force a punchline. I'm not yeah. going to go, you know, my flow's going here. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. if I get this, you know, I've got this punch that I can use, but it's going to fuck up rhythmically. This, I'm not, you know, I yeah, will never force anything in or use something where it, it's not necessary. And I think I just, you know, rather... And I think that's that's the mistake that most people make is it's all well and good to having punchlines and being funny and provocative and whatever else, but it only, it only goes so far. You need to be able to connect emotionally with people. Yeah. And happiness leads to laughter. That's an emotion, yeah. which is cool. You can do that in songs, yeah, yeah, but really you've got to go beyond that. And um, it's, it's, it's having the comfort to not have that... Um the validation of a punchline. Yeah. That's the bit that's scary, I think, for a lot of, of battle rappers coming over yeah. to writing songs and albums is they're scared to not have that. Well, where's the bit that, that, that makes everyone laugh at the end? Yeah. It's like, well, that might not be in this song at all. No. That might not be in this album at all. No. You know, there, there might be one or two, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, there. And that's, it's, it's, it's a like, scary thing. Yeah, and so just getting my head around, like, not having to be, you know, being able to tell stories yeah. and just going off of the music that I grew up on. Like, I used to listen to Biggie. I used to listen to Nirvana. I used to listen yeah. to Skunk and Nancy. Yeah. I used to listen to to the Pixies. I used yeah, to listen... Yeah, yeah. There's so many, you know... My, I, I used to listen to all sorts, and, and that mostly comes down to American skate videos and being yeah. introduced to music that I couldn't yeah, tell yeah, my friends yeah. I listened to. Yeah. Because, again, I would have been a grandeur. Yeah. Um, and 
but that all helped because I used <laughs> to think about song as you know a song as a song, yeah. completely separate to what I do when I freestyle or in a battle. And right. I wanted to. I, I really appreciated the craft of making making songs yeah. from beginning to end, starting in the middle. What's this? What does this make me? What do these chords make me feel yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. They make me feel like this. Well, how can I can? How can I? How can I articulate that? You know, how can I take three minutes to take something and you know to explain something in such a condensed form that people still feel what I felt when I wrote it or feel what I'm trying to convey? You know, but without having the hours that it takes a film to do it. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, what yeah. I think is beautiful about songs Clearly. is that you have such a short space of time that you have to be incredibly, even with rapping, because yeah. we have more time to say stuff because we say them quicker. Yeah. But we have, it's a gift and a curse, because people who sing say, oh my God, you've got so much time to say stuff because yeah. we, you know, we have more words. Yeah. But people who sing songs have less words to write. Yeah. So you just have to pick the right ones. Completely. But then when you're writing whole songs like I do, you're writing, because I often write the part that people sing, it's like, I've got to do that part. Yeah. And then tell a story in the verses. So it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a double, it's a, you know, it's double hard, but it's, it's, it's not. Double hard, it's easy. And yeah. When it's good, it's, it's yeah. easy. And when um, you understand it. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was that was the transition, I guess, I didn't find that difficult. Yeah. There was interesting, like, learning moments. There, there was definitely moments where I, I learned things. There was interesting lessons learned. Like, I remember sending a stereotypical man back to Mike, because Mike Skinner, because he yeah, sent yeah, me yeah. the beat. I was like, this is a bit weird. Um, but I liked it, and yeah. I come up with the idea for stereo. It's the chorus is like, stereotypical man. But it wasn't. It was yeah. just stereotypical man, originally. Right. And then I filled it in. Then Mike sent it back with Leo singing the bits that I'd done. And he was like, you should always, you don't always have to use it, but you should always at least have the idea of melody in your head because people... That's wicked. People, you know, melody is what... It's, it's not just repetition that makes things catchy. It's, yeah. it's also melody. Yeah. And so from that point, whenever I would write a chorus, I wouldn't always use something... You know, melodic. I still yeah. don't. Sometimes yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. rappy and it is just repetition. But I always, at least in my head, think, what are the melodies here? Well, what can I that's hear? A, what are the top lines that I can pick massive lesson there, man. Because, again, I, I was going to say, a lot of, of rappers don't have that. I didn't have that for a long, long time either. Yeah. I'd just be like, well, I, I spit. And that's what, like, the chorus is just the bit that we repeat a few times. It's exactly, no different yeah, from the, repetition. the verse. It's just we do the, the repetition bit there. Um, and it's the catchiest line or whatever. But yeah. That's I miss exactly. that way of working. I haven't done that in ages where yeah. I've written a verse and then taken something from the verse to make the chorus yeah, 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 or worked yeah, yeah. with a singer who's taken a line from it. Yeah, the... yeah. So, so, so how were those days with uh, with the beats? Because as I said, I had example on and he had some some fond, fond memories of of essentially the shed type yeah. setup that was it's the so studio. Weird. And I don't know so many it... people coming and going. and Yeah. Like you look at even like the Before I Die remix, it was Getz. Plan B, example, like there was yeah. a lot of people, we were all around each other. Even yeah. though I wasn't grime, I fucked with a lot of the grime people. Well, that um, was it. And like, vice versa. Like, and that's we the thing all... that excited me about it, was you had people like Mike who were very tongue-in-cheek lyrics and things like yeah. that, and then you had people like Getz who were fucking eating the microphone and just spitting so, so aggressively. And then he'd have Proper. decanos and all this and kind Kane of thing. And smooth, and then, but it's, do you know what's wicked is that half of them man are still, well, everyone you just yeah. named, yeah, 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 yeah. still around now. Yeah. We're still here all these years later. Yeah. Like I signed my, if you, even if you just take it from when I signed to Virgin, which was two thousand and nine, I'm nearly ten years in, yeah, and I'm yeah, still yeah, able yeah. to release music that people enjoy. It's mad, isn't it? It's yeah, it's bloody lucky. So, so many people come and go, yeah, like proper come and go. And I've taken, you know, I've you know, I've I've gone left of music for a little while to do documentaries, to host entertainment TV programs. Yeah. 
to just have a life yeah or just to talk you know I, I, the one lesson I learned after the second album was go back to the studio yeah when everyone's telling you to keep touring because it makes money right tell them to fuck off yeah and go back to the studio that's, and make a record that's what's been weird for me man four years ago now I kind of went right we'd done our fifth album it was our biggest yet it, it was our biggest tour all this kind of thing and I was like at the moment, I'm just in that loop. I'm in that loop of tour studio, tour studio. So my plan originally was to take a year off, yeah. have a look at acting, have a look yeah. at podcasts and all this other stuff. And that's just turned into four years, five yeah. years. And it's one of them. It's like, I love now, though, that if I release a record, it's because I've got one in me, not yeah. because I know that's what I do. That's, what, that's yeah. just what I do. I put records out. Yeah. So that's kind of exciting now. But it is yeah, equally, yeah, yeah. and you must have had this with backlash from fans at points because... Depending on, I say this all the time, but depending on where they got on the train, mm-hmm. depends on what they want from you, yeah. what you owe them. Yeah. It's not even what I want, it's what you owe no, them. So if you're yeah. off doing documentaries, they're like, where's the new record or the yeah. new tour? It's like, I'm, I'm, it's not like I'm sitting at home playing computer games, which would be fine as well because <laughs> you don't owe anyone shit, but I'm doing stuff. And there's that I kind know. of anger and demand. Do you know what's weird about when people get on the train as well is what they think you're entitled to release because it's not even what they think you should release yeah. it's what they think you're entitled to release musically yeah. and creatively. Yeah. Like I'll put out a video like Mercedes Rhythm which I put out recently with Dutch Avelli you've got Dutch yeah. um, and people go why is he Why is he working with Dutch? What's he doing in Clapton? They actually don't realise that I'm from Clapton so yeah. I've gone back and worked with someone who's 10 years my younger Yeah. Because I think he's sick, and yeah. I, I I like the idea of doing that. One, I like his music. Two, I like him. We, yeah. We're introduced through mutual friends. It's all organic. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, in, yeah. He's where I was ten years ago. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not yeah. the same flats, but same same yeah. area, Clapton, yeah. right? So what what about that doesn't make sense? But people are just not aware because they just saw pop star bro. Yeah. Because they were eleven when Read All About It come out. Yeah. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Because again, it is. It, it is that. So you're gonna, you you've got that never-ending backlash. You start off rapping angry, and then you kind of stop being angry a bit, and you go, you find your pop sensibilities, you find the the melodies, and you you get that kind of those those bigger songs and sounds, and then you're not. Then people are angry at you for going away from what you're doing. But then if you go back to you. You're not allowed to hear it. It's like I never left any of these things. They're all variations. They're all just of, part, they're all of variations of me. They're all part of me. They're all part like I, for so I did stereotypical man. It's one of yeah. my first songs ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also did Upper Clapton Dance. Yeah. And I there's yeah. also I did Save Him. You listen to the first mixtape and it's so broad. Yeah. And I've always been like that. I've never like I didn't make I Need You Tonight as a single because I got signed and was told to make a single. I got signed because I made I Need You Tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, signed yeah, because yeah, yeah. I made Just Be Good to Green with Lily yeah. Allen on it before I ever signed to a yeah. record label. Yeah. But I also made Jungle. And uh, or, or Lily's, uh, uh, Lily's another one that people forget how good a writer she is. Yeah, like, she's like, sick, Her melodies man. are just ridiculous. Sick, like, that new album's got stuff I've just... Yeah. Uh, just blew my mind the first time I'm hearing yeah. it. And it's like, people just... You have that selective memory, like oh, it's all kind of twee and pop. It's like you go back and listen. It's like it's nice, no, no, amazing. She was talking when she said everyone's at it. She weren't bloody wrong, was she? Yeah, no. it's, you know, it's true. Yeah. She says things that are socially relevant. She's a very, very good observer. The of, touring of what goes on with Lily open your eyes to yeah. the pop kind of sensibilities and stuff because she's someone who's always made pop music, but has, has also <laughs> always been proper finger on the grime scene, the UK yeah. hip hop scene, all of that those areas. So. Her ears are in there, and it might not come out in her music all the time, mm. but you, you, you know. So did that 
because she took you on tour for a while, right? And that yeah, yeah, we toured, we toured, we did all the Europe. But this yeah. is what I'm saying about like not everyone takes every opportunity that's there for them. Yeah, I said to Lil once we had the song, she was touring Europe. I goes, listen, I, I'm not asking you to to carry me, but like if I come along, I'm welcome. And she's like, yeah. So I took myself to every city that she was touring in. Um, and performed with her and that gave me you know I was learning my craft the whole time yeah, I'm also yeah. seeing things that are going on so I'm learning what happens behind the scenes in the same way that I was with Mike but me and Lily probably had a more open relationship than me and Mike had yeah um, and more consistent yeah where so I'm and then we did we finished I remember we finished in um, we finished in London at Brixton and this is right before Christmas and she's like Green has I want you to come to Australia. And I just see the look on Alex Nightingale above our, our live agent's face. He was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, how the hell are you going to get a work visa this close to Christmas when we yeah. leave in January? Um, and so what I did was I just signed to Virgin, so I thought our record hadn't come out yet. But I was like, I'm not going to miss this opportunity. I've never been to that part of the world, so I got yeah. myself an economy flight to and from Australia. Yeah. I couldn't make New Zealand, and I had to leave before the Adelaide and Perth dates because we had to shoot a video for I Need You Tonight. Right. Um, and in January, I flew out, done the whole journey on my own, which was a big thing even at 26. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, that's a long way to go. Yeah. Um, but just mind-opening you start to realize you know the world one is a small place but it's also a lot bigger than you thought it was when you yeah. were growing up in clapton and hackney was your world okay, yeah, and it was it was it was just I had the most ridiculous experiences out there on 40 yachts with muse <laughs> you know i love it shaking hands with kasabian and yeah. meeting all these people who have a respect for me yeah as well which That's is mad, eh? mad yeah um so I learned loads from Lily, you know, just when, when things go right, when things go wrong, um, who to keep around you, who makes sense, you know, yeah. what, how things, and just the, just the mechanics of it, really. Yeah. Um, probably some life lessons in there as well. Yeah, well, definitely. It's, it's what I've loved of watching your kind of c- career or being aware of a lot of it is you do seem to pay attention and learn from stuff. It's yeah. not just kind of, let's go and do this because I want to do that. Yeah. It's let's go and do this. And also, I might... I might get some tips here. I might learn something. I might develop yeah. something. It's not just take take the opportunities, do them, and go and go home. It's take no. the opportunities and go right. What even what was shit about that? What yeah. didn't work about but this what's, choice? What's, what, like, if, I just think you don't make the most of an opportunity if you don't make the most yeah. of an opportunity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if I'm lucky enough to be in this place, is why am I just gonna? Why am I gonna have my blinkers on? Why am I yeah. not gonna pay attention to anything? Yeah. Uh, smart people are observing. They watch, yeah. and they, you know, they don't always have something to say. Sometimes they just listen. Observation, not old age, brings wisdom. Yeah. Which annoyingly, I can't remember who that quote is yeah, by. So I haven't got that wisdom. It's, it's, it's a good quote. It's bang on. It's well, so bang on. Well, I'll start. To, I'll wrap things up now. How, how is it being back and having new music? You just new dropped music. as we record this. Yeah. You dropped the count on you uh, vi- video, which again, yeah, yeah. it's wicked. It's so simple. Cheers, it's speed dating. It's that was funny though because we was in. So I'm really lucky to work with Simon Emmett. Right, he yeah. is a world renowned photographer and videographer, yeah. and pl- probably more expensive than I can afford. Yeah, yeah. But um, he, we've got another single coming afterwards, which it kind of dictates the the visuals for the the whole campaign yeah um and it has something to do with photographs i'm not giving away right, any more right, right. than that so right. obviously oh, it makes sense to him yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. photographer um but that video we had a completely different concept for it um we were meant to be shooting on the, the thursday it was a sunday i'm in a car on the way to a gig in swansea and i just got speed dating 
Yeah. Speed dating is so much fucking funnier than what we're about to do. Yeah. And everyone's like, what are you on about? I'm like, the video. Because I was just literally falling asleep. I don't know what I was thinking about it. <laughs> I just saw this picture of myself sitting at a table and I just like all the ideas about the characters we could have in the video. And, you know, I wanted to do something self-deprecating because yeah. people always speculate about who I am shagging and who I'm not shagging. Yeah, and it's yeah, always yeah, a, yeah. And I thought, why not let's, well, you know, everyone knows I'm single. It's been all through the press. Why yeah. not take that into my own hands and make light of it myself? And again, it's, it's, it's wicked in the simplicity because I had to learn that the videos that work or go down the best kind of need to have you in it, mm-hmm. need to have you in it rapping. Yeah, it's yeah. like I'd, I'd start to be like, I've got this like short film idea yeah. and we'd make it and it'd be beautiful and they'd get half the views yeah. of a live version of that. Because, again, yeah, that's what the fans yeah, yeah. want. So the beauty of the speed day thing is you've got you. that frame where you can just do your lines when you need to, and then you can have everything else around it. Yeah. going on around it, so it's nice. But it was funny because, obviously, we were shooting on the Thursday, and we'd already had, you know, all the production had been set up for this other video. Right. So I phoned Simon Emmett, and he goes, oh, you've spun me now. He goes, this, what, what does your gut tell you? And I said, yeah, this is a better idea. He goes, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Who's going to phone the record label? Mate, that's nuts. So then, yeah, phone the record label. We pushed the video back to the following Tuesday, which was still a push. Yeah. Um, but we got everything done in time, and I'm really, really... It's nice to put something out that's got some soul in it. I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there at the moment that's not... I don't know. It's just There's a lot... One that sounds the same. Yeah. Everything's getting to that point where everyone's jumping on everyone else's bandwagon. Yeah. And there were people that pioneered that sound... And then there's everything that comes afterwards, and that's Completely. just how things go. You know, things are cyclical; they always go in again. It's the cycles. It's, it's the disposability that you yeah. were, that we were kind of t- talking about earlier. Everything's become a single, which means it's become less and less about actual artists now. Mm. It could be a lad you've never heard of has now got just this is the new single because that's yeah. it, and, and then, then onto the next one. But then, I, do you know what I think is really encouraging about that is there's a real engagement with music and a want to see live music. Yeah. That there wasn't 100%. when I was when I was coming up. It was a hard graft to get yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. to a point where you and could set out a Brixton again, Academy. Whereas now you can have one song and go and do a Brixton Academy. It's weird because me an example had this beautiful. exact conversation. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's got its positive, positives and its, its negatives because mm-hmm. the thing that we were saying was because I'm, I'm not sure which one's going out first, but yeah. you learn a lot from not playing to your audience yes so, so a support tour things like that it's a big thing because you yeah, learn support. a lot about yourself if you're going out and they're they're on the verge of orgasm before you step on stage you just walk out and it's, do your it's, thing it's, it's it, should, easy. it should just be easy you but, don't you don't get to learn but the also craft how do you do breaks in academy if you've only got one song yeah and the rest of it nobody knows that's it's, that's mad that's why i've always turned down or one of the reasons i've always turned down new year's eve gigs because i'm like a gig's like a minimum half hour, and yeah. you probably know one or two of them, or the bulk of the room might know one or two of the songs well. Yeah. The rest, they're not going to know. Just put a DJ on, mate. Yeah. Just put a DJ on to play that one or two songs, and then one or two songs of every other act. And yeah. And like, it, I, ain't, I ain't about it. It doesn't make sense. It's a, it's a funny old funny old game now, but it is encouraging to see how many people are, are touring as much as they're yeah. touring in the crowds that they're getting, you know. Because that was something was as well, difficult. particularly in rap, that wasn't a thing. There wasn't a big live no, scene. No, and it did. I mean, I, I got Other than at, at yeah. clubs, at nights, there'd be yeah, people getting up and rapping, but it wasn't these big tours no, of the Grime but then I guess we started, I suppose it, it, that started around our time. Me, yeah. example, Tiny. Yeah. We were the first yeah, to really start you know, apart from the Mike, but Mike was always pop. Yeah, it was always a separate thing. Yeah, so to, yeah, as a rapper to have been able to do that, and I had, you know, I'd done three or four really successful 
tours, but then it's been more years now since I've done the festival circuit. I still do festivals every year, yeah. but I mean properly do the festival it. circuit. Yeah. Then I then I done and people it. People don't know about it. that, but it's and like it's crazy because I, I, I miss it. I like yeah. to, when I'm touring, I'm my happiest. That yeah. sounds like most people find that really difficult or they, they struggle with it. If I had kids or something, I'd get it, but I haven't. So I just get into a routine, and we we all work better with routine. Hundred percent. And um, it's yeah. weird to get back and not have a rider or you know your thing. Right, well, brother, it's weird to get to an airport and not have a tour manager. Let me tell you, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, when you yeah, get to, when yeah, you get to yeah. when you get to an airport and you're like. Shit! One, I haven't got someone here to tell me. You're, you're like a child. So used to it. Right? Yeah. What time? Even just booking a flipping. I book. I booked a flight last night, and that wasn't very difficult. Obviously, it's yeah. just using your phone going to BritishAirways.com. Yeah. But then, oh, oh, fuck! What time have I got to get to the airport? If my flight's at eight twenty in the morning, I need to be at Heathrow for. How early do I need to seven, leave? Seven. What time have I got to leave? I've got to book myself a cut. Which all sat to, to everyone at home. They're like, well, yeah small violins and my mate. heart bleeds yeah. for you but try having literally a parent there with you it pretty much every day of your life yeah. for four or five six years in certain areas it's that stunts your growth it's so weird so it's but weird it's one. just so weird because you're like I've had to because that's their job they have to tell you where to be and what to do yeah. and I kind of live my life being told where to be and what to do yeah. I've not really afforded many days where I can just go I'm having an adventure Yeah, uh, I'm going out with no idea of what I'm doing and I'm just going to yeah. end up where I end up yeah. normally back at examples yeah um, exactly that's, that's yeah, the problem that's the problem yeah <laughs> um, if left to my own devices yeah uh, so, so what's ahead then so, so what's kind of the plan going f- Forward. forward new music n- yeah new man we've got i've got enough i've got enough between now and I've, i've probably got music but yeah i've probably got music from now till the end of next year already yeah. and i'm yeah, only yeah. just starting to record that's wicked it's, it's it feels really really good man count on news out now and that's that the reception to it has been different to the other stuff yeah it's, it's instantly connected in a way that the other records did that's it. wicked and this sunshine it is is you know it's, it's helping yeah because it's, it's that's how the record feels and i wanted to make there's you know the world's in a not to be down on it but the world's in a pretty fucked up place at yeah, the moment yeah. despite actually being in a better yeah, place yeah. but because yeah. of our awareness acknowledge that yeah because of our awareness problems. and there's there is a bit of unrest and there is a, a you know the vibe of of the entire country on a whole is probably not at its best no. and I just wanted to make something for once without being soft the bars are still hard yeah, yeah, and I yeah. love to see that on the YouTube comments people actually acknowledging the fact that yeah there is a there's a really serious chorus there yeah. but the bars are still hard he's still yeah, rapping yeah, his yeah, arse yeah. off and it was just nice to make something that by the end of that video the amount of comments I've got from people and messages going that video is so nice not like wishy-washy nice but like just that you know that scene yeah. at the end could be the cheesiest thing in the world yeah. but it's not it actually just puts a smile on people's yeah, faces completely. so to come out with something that does that and is connecting is is again after all these bloody years yeah to still be able to do that it's 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 the perfect balance isn't it it, it, it makes me th- I always think of when Desi dropped bonkers and it was the big yeah. pop hit but you're like But those bars are as hard as anything as Boy in the Corner. When he yeah. just comes in with that, wake up every day is a day. It's like he's going hard. So that made you just go, "This is fine. You can't, yeah. you can't get mad at it's that." It's the perfect so it's- balance. That's the thing. I've, and I've always stuck to it, man. Like I've always been. Like I started out as a barsman, as a lyricist. And yeah, if yeah, I die, yeah. I, I never, I don't ever hear something and think, "I haven't got to work hard on this." Yeah. I don't yeah. ever, yeah, yeah, and I never yeah, walk yeah. into a studio and go, right, we need to make a big single. Read all about it, it was about my dad's suicide. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't meant to be a pop yeah, record, yeah, yeah. it just popped. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. Well, thank you very much 
for your time. And you're on Instagram and Twitter and all these places. Yeah, everything's, everything's at Professor Green. And they can also find my bi-weekly comment, which I'm actually a day late delivering right. on The Book of Man. Yeah. And that's great because you do that every other... Yeah, you do it every other week and it's 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 a voice for for men, for discussing things that you might think aren't discussed and to be yeah. someone out there in the public eye and going, yeah. look, here's... These, this is not it's not just in your own daily mail again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not worrying what the Daily Mail are gonna gonna take on, um, but it, you know, I'm not like I'm not quite a mail carry Bradshaw, but it's in that vein. Like yeah, it's it's yeah. a lot of you know my life lessons and even stuff that I'm going through now, and it's really nice because that is that's kind of propelled my writing music as well because it's using that part of my brain. I have to sit still to write the articles, yeah. and it makes me think. And, and just you know, it doesn't just whatever I write in that article. There's normally something that provokes a lyric, completely or inspires a it's song. Exercising the muscle, yeah. isn't it? And it and it just it's really nice to be able to be open and be honest and talk about things that people don't normally. You know, yeah. I've got an article on there: the crazy pills versus the crazy pills, which is you know, is what's worse for you? All these pharmaceutical drugs and yeah. actually antidepressants, which I, I started taking yeah. at the beginning of the year. I'm now tapering off, um, or you know. Eckies that we yeah. go out and stick down our necks every yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not every weekend, but you know. Yeah. It's just like what what's worse for you? Yeah. Where ethically do you stand? And it's what's... amazing. I mean, n- n- not to to, to plug sh- sh- shit, but I've got two podcasts on this network, and one is called Say Why to Drugs, and it's me and the doctor just going over what each drug is. So amazing. not as a positive or negative, just saying here's why. And the reason I'm on there is because I don't do any drugs now, but I've done most of them. So it's kind of a perfect kind of thing for her to go, so what is good about it? It's like, well, it makes you really fucking happy. And this and that, and talk about it honestly. Here's the risks, here's the positives, here's the myths about the risks. And then there's another one called Stop and Search, which is with Jason Reed of Leap UK, who are law enforcement against prohibition. And they're making big moves for the legalisation of drugs because they're all either ex-police, ex-judges, have been in the war on drugs Which and have seen work. that they're doing worse, they're doing yeah. more damage. And Neil Woods, who was the first cop in this country to go undercover in a, a drugs thing, his argument was amazing. He was like, if you think drugs, again, because it's loose, because we have loads of drugs in our lives constantly, if you think drugs are bad, then you should want them legalised or dangerous for kids and you should want them legalised because yeah. then they're under control. Cause, exactly. It's weird that they're uh, called controlled uh, substances yeah. when they're completely out of control. Yeah, uh, a 14-year-old... A guarantee can get weed or pills easier than they can get booze because they have to go into an office to get booze 100%. and they have to be ID'd. Your, dr- your local drug dealer isn't asking for ID, he's going, nah. All right, yeah, what do you need? Yeah, especially if he's immoral. You know. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you'll get that. I've had someone, I remember going to pick up weed when I was younger, and someone goes, I ain't got weed, but I've got the other thing, you know? Yeah. You, know, you can like, keep mate, the other thing, mate. Yeah. At that point in my life, I didn't yeah. I weren't about chemicals. No, Anything no, that no. wasn't weed made you a crackhead. So yeah. it yeah. was good because I was brought up with that, that mentality because it took me a long time to do the stuff which I thought made you a crackhead, which is not crack, it's just yeah. coke and pills. But that's it. The legalisation of these things then would bring them under control, would make them safer. I love that when I mean, we were talking about festivals, there's a yeah. lot of festivals now who will test your drugs yeah. for free. Well, there's, and a that's charity, wicked, there's, a there's a charity that I play a a small part in in that I just work with them yeah. uh, called Loop, yeah. which set up testing tents at yeah. festivals, and they're a wicked charity because that's important because it will save lives. So even if again, you... it's not the drugs that are the, the, the major danger, it's the fact that they're cut with all sorts of yeah. shit and you're buying them off, off shady and fucks. also it's not understanding. You know, people die because no one's ever died from taking ecstasy no. in its own 
yeah. on its own. Right, sorry, yeah. and it's and it just in just taking the pill, it's either had a reaction. So I can't I, I can't take ecstasy on antidepressants because I risk a serotonin overdose. A lot yeah. of people don't know that. Yeah, right. They yeah, don't. Yeah, your doctor yeah, doesn't yeah, say yeah. to you, do, you, do you take ecstasy? Yeah. So that's just from knowing that myself. Yeah. So that puts you at risk. It's a reaction with another medication, or people drink too much, or they drink too little. There's never. There's not a single case where someone has just died from ecstasy. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, and it's, and again, it comes down to education. So why don't we have better yeah. education? Because our attitude towards drugs is not liberal. And even if you are, and you can be anti-drugs, but be pro-harm reduction. Yeah, completely. Yeah, ex- exactly. Uh, and that's it. The legalisation it wins on either side. Is yeah. is why I'd, I I did, did this this say why to drugs podcast was I was like, well, the fact is I've not got a horse in the race. Mm. I don't want to do any drugs anymore. I yeah. feel. I feel lucky because all the drugs I did, I had a great time on. Yeah. Yeah, all the drugs I did, I know at least a, a, one person who had a really bad time on. Yeah. So I kind of feel right. I've got away with this. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to roll that dice anymore. I've yeah, come out I'm on top. Sweet. Let's yeah, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. let's move on. But I still still want basically all drugs legalized because of that thing because of controlling them. The, the quality it just the, doesn't work yeah. it doesn't it doesn't work man it puts a lot of people in prison yeah. as well when you look at the larger part of our prison population being in there for drug related charges and largely it's possession insane, it's it? really it's really and it, all across the world it's you know it's, it blows me away because it's 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 a law that we only kind of we're only most people are only agree with because that's the law like the, well, it's, uh, why is it bad but you can go to the shop and buy alcohol yeah, or, yeah or, alcohol is proven to or, be cause cause more damage. Or even that most people, if they go to Holland or somewhere where something's legalized, they go, oh, "I'll give it a try." It's like if I went somewhere when murder was legalized, I wouldn't give it a try. Uh, I'd leave so it that. Actually, says a lot. So it means that you're, you're all right with it. It's just yeah. the, the law. Yeah, it's, like, well, it's fine. And certain it? things it's, that have been legal in the past have not been all right. So yeah. laws have had to change. It yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that something that's illegal is wrong. Yeah. Completely. You know, it's just this. It's there's yeah. We could talk about hours for yes, control. I'll wrap this up because uh, oh, there is because you know there's there's so you know stop signs everywhere. Traffic lights are tell you went. And I understand the purpose for most of it, but then yeah. there's I don't know. There there is a lot of things in place to control us and keep us under yeah. control that, that probably don't need to be there. L- laws and regulations that aren't to do with doing harm to other people. They're mm. to do with your own personal choices, and yeah. that's where it's kind of like. Well, why is if I want a government or another yeah. body deciding what I do with or my to own personal myself, time? If I'm own, not harming anyone else, yeah. me sitting in my house smoking a spliff and yeah. you know falling asleep on the couch and waking up with you know crispy fingers and crisp packets around me criminal, is, is not really you know, criminal, you know what I mean. But I, but, I had, but I had to be a criminal <laughs> to go and buy that weed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mad, is it? Well, thank. You. I'll, I'll wrap things up because, as I said, we could just start a whole new podcast yeah. there. So, thank you very much for your mate, time. It's been a pleasure, mate. Me. Beautiful. You've been listening to Squibbish Pits. There we go. That was episode 223. I hyped it up. I think you'll agree it delivered. I hope you'll share this and share the love. And go and enjoy Pro Green's new tunes and new music that's to come and out now. So, yeah, go and check everything out. Thank you all for tuning in 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 recent weeks. The reception to the Tony Law episode was great. The wrestling special 
I put out on Friday. Um, yeah, it's been some some great ones. Obviously, the Chelly Gonzalez are one I've hyped up a lot, but Simon Pegg. In fact, if you enjoyed this and this is your first time listening, previous guests include Roots Maneuver, um, Mike Skinner, uh, Kate Tempest. I'm going through the rappers in my head. Um, who else have I had on from the UK rap scene? That's, there's probably more, but they're the only ones that come to mind at the moment. But next week I've got example on as well. So there's plenty for you to check out. Um, yeah, thank you for tuning in, and I will see you all next week. Ta-ta.